Welcome to the Joy Felipe Bruce podcast. Sister Joy Felipe is a daughter of Bishop Dag Heward Mills and the senior pastor of the Fountain of Life Cathedral of the United Denominations, originating from the Lighthouse Group of Churches. The Fountain of Life Cathedral is a thriving church of young, energetic people full of life for the Lord. Sister Joy is also an itinerant minister of Dag Heward Mills Ministries. She travels extensively, holding pastors' conferences and bringing ministry-related books by Bishop Dag Heward Mills to the nations. She is the evangelist of the Blessed Salvation Crusade. Now be blessed and refreshed as you listen to this inspired message by Sister Joy. Thank you, Greater Love Gospel. Thank you, Greater Love Gospel Choir, for such a timely word and a timely message. Indeed, testimonies are sweet, and I love testimonies. Why do I love testimonies? I love testimonies because it gives us an opportunity to be encouraged. We see that God is still in the miracle working business, and our faith is built up when we hear testimonies. This morning, we have two amazing testimonies. So Church with Jesus Joy, please help me welcome Pastor Augustine to bring us his testimony. Please keep clapping for him until he gets here. Hi, Pastor Augustine. Please introduce yourself to us. Okay. Um, my name is Pastor Augustine, a pastor for the Christian Service University and also a member of the Perfect Sound Basanta. Wow. Okay. Pastor Augustine, please, what is your testimony about? Okay, my testimony is about how through the prayers of our father and the prophetic directions of our mother, Episcopal Sister Joy Bruce, helped to sort my financial situation. Wow. Yeah. wow. You missed a good place to put your hands together. Please tell us more about your testimony. Okay, so um, after I finished my national service, um, I was fortunate to be employed at where I did it. Yes, so um, everything was going on very well. And all of a sudden, there was a financial problem in the office. So our salaries were held up for quite a long time. I've been up to like two years. Two years? Two and a half years, yes. Your salaries were held up for two years. Yes, the situation was that... As we're in the office, it's like there's a feeling that thing is going to be resolved the next two months or just some few months, but it will be... It kept lingering. Yes. So, um, I remember one Sunday I was in church and mommy preached. And you see, after mommy preached on a, preaches on a Sunday, she talks to church members first before all others will come. So that day, when she was going to the office, I was there and she just beckoned that I should follow her to the office. I said, like, hey, what have I done? But that day, I was so worried, still thinking about the situation. So when I got there, she asked me that, how is the work going? And I said, oh, mommy, it's still not working. So she said, oh, well, okay, you let's start looking for a new job. And I said, okay, mommy. So I came, started applying and sending out letters. Then, not so long, she called me again that I should come. So I went and she said that she thinks I should just stay where I am. And I said, Pastor Augustine, please hold on. Yes. So you're saying that the first direction that came from yes. E.S. Joy yes. was to start looking for other options, exactly. to start applying for other yes, jobs. Please. Then not long after, another direction came from E.S. Joy that you should just stay. I should just stay because she can feel that the thing will work. And I said, wow, okay. So I stayed. So on um, February 2019, I remember we were on our way to Anakazo for a camp. And I just said, oh, let me check my mail. I remember I was sitting by a papa cup and then I opened my laptop and I checked my mail. I saw a, an invitation 
in my mail, and somebody was inviting me to come and speak at a conference in Morocco. I wow. said, oh, no, this Check is a scam. Place, 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 place. I was like, say I'll be there. It was too good to be just, no, 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 this is a scam. So I caught my boss, and my boss said, yeah, it's true. And I said, wow. Before I could open my eyes, I was in Morocco wow. speaking. Wow, put your hands and together. Oh, as you clap, you are also traveling to other countries. Before I could even return back to Ghana, I heard, in fact, my boss told me there, I went with him in Morocco, and he told me that they paid some of our money. So when I returned, I would see something. So when wow. I came, they had paid some see of our something. salary arrears for us. That didn't end. And that same year, 2019, somewhere around um, September, I saw another mail. And I said, ah, what is this? So when I checked, it was a professor who came to Ghana around that time and said that he, a professor who works in um, London, said that he saw the way I was working, so he liked it. So he was going to organize a workshop in Nigeria, so I should come with him to help him organize that. Hey, me. So I went in September 2019, and everything went on well. And the last day, in the evening after everything was done, we were at the restaurant, and he was talking to me, and he said, that, ah, you, I think I should invite you to London. And I said, wow. hey, I should come to London and talk. Just put your what hands together. May you receive a mail inviting you somewhere. So, like a dream. And actually, the time to apply for London business, if it's not too long, you can easily miss it. Yeah. I don't know. Like a dream, I opened my eyes like and I was in London. Yes, in October. And I was like, wow. So, that conference also went on very well. And on my way back, <laughs> I, I had another news that government has absorbed all of us who had those wow. salary held up into the um, controller payroll. So wow. now, as I speak the to you right now, the financial problem has been sorted. sorted Church, put your hands God. together. Yes. Oh, glorify God for such an amazing testimony. As you clap, God is sorting out your financial problem. As you clap, you are receiving a mail that will change your Amen. life for good. In Jesus' name. So, Pastor Augusto, what do you want to tell the church? Okay, so what I want to say is um, we shouldn't take the prophecies and the prayers of our pastors for granted. And especially our pastor, Episcopal sister, Joy Bruce. Uh, counsel her directions, I tell you, if you follow, you also come and share a similar testimony. Amen. 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 Put your hands together for Pastor Augustine for such an amazing testimony. Our second testimony is from Paulina, please put your hands together as we welcome Paulina to bring us her testimony. Hallelujah. Please, my name is Paulina Dra, and I'm the FSO for part of Central Region and under Lady Reverend Homi. Hallelujah. So my testimony is about how I miraculously got a job. So... This was when I was still doing my NSS, somewhere around March. I was, I was at work one day, already bored with what I was doing, and then I received a text from my pastor, E.S. Joy, and she asked me a question that, if you get a job, do you like? I was confused. I said, yes, why not? <laughs> I'm flowing crap. So in my mind, I thought, oh, it's not now. Just some few minutes later, another church member called me that I should prepare my CV. I have an interview tomorrow. I said, hey, 
Let's see me cry. I don't know where it is. <laughs> fast, fast. <laughs> fast, fast. I had to draft it quickly. I, I couldn't even print it. I went to print the CV at where I was going for the interview. Wow. <laughs> so in the morning, I was, I was very... Jittery. Yes. And then on our way to the interview, uh, the person told me that this is a very serious interview. And for such a job like that, there are board of directors who come and check how you are. You've not gotten the job. They come and check... They come and check how you are teaching, how it is going. Like you go through a series of interviews before they call you whether you've gotten the job or not. I say, yeah. Now me, what do I know? <laughs> so I was quite scared, but I said, oh, it's work. So before we went, I texted mommy that mommy, please, I'm going for the interview. And she said that with the favor of the Lord be with you. I Amen. received it. And I went to sit there dressed in my official. I came and then the headmistress invited me to the office. So I was expecting to meet a panel or something. When I went, she was like, oh, nice lady, how are you? I said, oh, I'm fine. Very composed so that I don't say any wrong thing at the wrong time. Then she was like, oh, do I like the job? I said, why not? That's why I'm here. She was like, what am I? I said, I'm doing my NSS, so can I stop and come? I said, I've stopped. <laughs> the NSS, I've stopped. And she was like, what is my work experience? And I said, I don't have any work experience, but the experience I have is working in church. I've been leading people for the past... Put your hands years. together. <laughs> That's the only experience that I have. And she was like, wow, such a small girl. And I said, oh, yes. That's what we are told to do in church. So I work in church. And she was like, oh, that's nice. Then we started chatting. How is my family? What do I do? Where am I from? I said, yeah. Church, put your hands together. <laughs> We're chatting. A formal interview is turning into a chat as you put your hands together. Amen. We're chatting, crying. And she was like, oh, so was I in? Uh, how did I get to Kumasi? I told her that he and she was like, oh, Charlie, it will work. She was now encouraging me that small, small, God will make her way. I said, hey, amen. <laughs> then she was like, oh, can I start tomorrow? I said, I've started. <laughs> Let's go. Then she went to show me where I was going to work and everything. And she was like, oh, if I can't start this week, I can start the next week. And I was just surprised because I was supposed to miss like three interviews before getting a job. But that day, I didn't go for an interview. I went to China got the job that day by the grace of God and it wouldn't have been possible if I was not in this church and if my pastor was not here joy I'm sure by now all my friends are home they're always thinking that hey what after NSS what I never had the opportunity to ask that question after NSS I've worked then <laughs> that was it when I told some of my friends they were very shocked because that was in March NSS ended in September and I started working in March. Wow. And I was receiving two salaries, NSS and my salary. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> and by the grace of so I want to tell the church that if you read Second Chronicles 20 verse 20, the last part in Amplified Version says that believe and trust in the prophet and you will succeed. And by the grace of God, I believed in my pastor and I followed her word. I was never confused, nothing happened. And I've been stable, I'm working here, I'm getting money, I'm not broke by the grace of God. And I just want, I just want to tell the church that believe in your pastor that God has given us. She is the prophet that we have. 
to believe in her and your life will not be the same. Amen. Amen. Church, put your hands together. I hope that you've been encouraged. I hope that you've been blessed by these testimonies. For even as you put your hands together, God is sorting you out and God is meeting you at the point of your need. Believe in the prophet and you shall be established. Amen. Adulterated word of God. Trust me, I can't guarantee a lot of things, but what I can guarantee is that after the word of God has come, you will be blessed. Amen. So, church with Jesus Joy, help me welcome ES Joy Philippe Bruce. Hallelujah. Oh, I said, Hallelujah. You want to just lift up your hands towards the Lord this morning. Thank God for an opportunity to be in church. Thank God for an opportunity to hear his word. Thank God for all that he does and all that he says. Thank you, Jesus. Hold on for me. Just talk to the Lord. Hold on for me. Just talk to the Lord for a few minutes this morning. I noticed many of our brethren are late this morning. I also have heard from our media team that we are struggling to be on YouTube today, YouTube and Twitter. So I just want us to lift up our voices and pray. Just lift up your voice and pray because we have a whole congregation out there waiting for us and you want to pray that, Lord, make a way. When you see the devil attack, you don't leave him. You just clear him out of the way. And even under rain, people were able to come in last week. There's no rain this week and you want to say, Lord, just speed them on their way. Whatever is creating the, the blockage or the delay, just release them to come to church. Lift up your voice and pray. Somebody's breakthrough is what is being delayed. Somebody's connection with God, somebody's salvation, but we are serious with him and we declare that it is the will of God that will be done in the name of Jesus. Pastor David, lift up your voice and just lead us to pray for two minutes. Just two minutes, all of us, lift up your voice. Come on, lift up your voice and pray. Make a way, Lord. Father, we 
Father, we thank you because we know that you are in charge. We committed everything to you, and to you indeed shall the gathering be. Hallelujah. You deserve the glory and the honor. Lord, we lift our hands in worship as we lift your holy name. You deserve the glory. Come on, keep up with me. And the honor. Lord, we lift our hands in worship as we bless your holy name. For you to lift him up, lift him this morning, for you are great, you do miracles so great, there is no one else like you, there is no one else like you, let's take it from the top again, you deserve the glory, you deserve the glory. Come on, worship him this morning. And the honor. Most of you were late for worship, but you have another chance. Just connect with him this morning. As we lift your holy name, you deserve the glory. And the honor. Lord, we lift our hands and worship. As you bless your holy name, for you are great. You do miracles so great. There is no one else like you. There is no one. There is no one else like you. For you are great. You do miracles so great. There is no a few words to the Lord this morning. 
few words of love to him. One thing I ask, this one thing I seek for. This one thing that I seek for. Oh, yes. And I think well in your house, oh Lord my King. Talk to him this morning. understand what we are saying we're saying this morning that Lord yes when all has happened when everything has happened maybe I succeed in life maybe I don't maybe my life is wrong maybe it is short maybe all kinds of things are happening but when everything is said and done there's only one thing I'm really asking and that is that when it is said and done and time is up Lord that I will be in your house that I will be in your house when it is time for eternity, Lord. I may not even have done so well on earth, but what I am looking for, Lord, is that I want to be up there. I want to be in there with you. I just want to be there. Lift up your voice and sing it. This one thing I see that I may dwell in your
morning I want you to have a glimpse of heaven I want you to see yourself in a place where you can have access to the Lord here on earth you may not have access to your boss you may not have access to the bank manager you may not have access to many things but you are saying that Lord I want to be in that place where when I am up in the morning I can see your face in the evening before I lay down to sleep Are you glad that you came to church this morning? Oh, I said, are you glad you came to church this morning? One day when all is said and done, we'll find ourselves in heaven. In heaven, there's no landlord. There's no rent. There are no school fees. There's definitely no COVID. There are no issues. There are no problems. The Bible says that our tears would have been dried off our faces. There'll be nothing to cry about. Hallelujah. Oh, it's a time to look forward to. Amen. Tell your neighbor, what's ahead of us is better than what's behind us. Amen. Well, you're welcome to today's service. Amen. Those of you online, you're also welcome. Hallelujah. If you know a friend who watches us on YouTube and on Twitter, tell them this morning they should all just migrate onto Facebook. Amen. But for those of us who are alive, we are here. Tell them we are not on Facebook. We are here. We are, on, we are in a live service. Hallelujah. We are live. Amen. Well, we've been talking about honor for some weeks now. And this is, I believe, my fourth sermon on honor. And I can tell you that we could have stayed on it the whole year because this generation is an expert at dishonor. Yeah. Whether it is from the secular news or in the church, you can see that we don't respect. When I was a child, I was told that if you're sitting on a chair and an old person comes, rise up for them to sit down. This generation, you don't know that. Hey. Are you there? If you want, you know it's one man, one seat. You don't care if some older person with white hair is by you. You don't mind at all. Hey, tell your neighbor I'm changing. <laughs> some of you can even be passing out to greet. It's as if gold is being removed from your mouth. Can't even greet. Nothing. Hey, ask your neighbor, where did you learn such behavior from? Where cry did you learn it? You see your teacher, then you do as if I haven't seen her. Then you just shake yourself and you hey! such behaviors are coming from amen but as we correct it in the church we're also correcting it in the home and we're correcting it in the town and correcting it in the city amen oh i said amen, amen. yesterday i was at a wedding by the grace of god to just i mean back at one of our bishops who's a close friend and his family and i was listening to bishop dad preach and he said something he said wrongdoing and iniquity if you leave it it will grow something that's wrong if you don't sort it out it will grow and one of the things that has grown is dishonor dishonor it has grown because when i was a child i know there were some rude children and troublesome children i mean those who happen to be my age and francisca i mean in our time there were a few like that but now 
Even what they call politeness, we don't understand it. Eh. The non-rude cry, your politeness is rudeness in our day. Eh. Are you there? Because we have allowed this honor, it was a small thing. And now it has grown. That's why exam students can say they are beating an evangelist. And that's why children can speak in a certain way to their parents. Some of you children, this sermon is for you. You should correct your mouth. You have to go home and apologize to your parents for the way that you have been speaking. Amen. Because the Bible says, open it. It says that what? In Ephesians, it says what? Honor your father and your mother. Then it tells the reason that it may be well with you. And some of you older ones, you are not doing well because you didn't honor. Hey, mercy. But I thought by now you'd be calling for mercy. You see, it's all part of We are just there. Yeah. It says, honor thy father and thy mother, you know. And it says that this is right. This is what you are supposed to do. That it may be well with you, that you may live long on this earth. Hey, so could it be that some people, their lives ended fast because they didn't honor? It's a question. It's a question. But don't worry about somebody. Worry about yourself. And in this church, we want to take our time and we are teaching honor. We're teaching honor because we are a church. We don't take our cue from the world. We, uh, we take our cue from the Bible. Ask your neighbor, do you own a Bible? B-I-B-L-E. I don't understand. Some of you say that you have a tablet. So you have your phone or your tablet. I'm okay with that. But some of you, you don't have a tablet and your phone is too small to have one. And you come to church without a Bible. So I don't know what you are following. Please, everybody who doesn't have a Bible in church, you better start to, to sort yourself out. Ah. You thought you were being cool. You are not being cool. You are a believer who doesn't have much sense. No, it's true. If you like, take it. You challenge me, I'll challenge you on it. Because the phone that you claim that you have your Bible on, how long do you read from that phone? Answer me now. How long do you take the phone, hold your phone like this and read from it? So it's a sign that you don't read your Bible much. I think we should start singing the Sunday school song. Read your Bible, pray every day, pray every day, pray every day. Read. I do the action. Pray every day if you want to. Have you seen that you are not growing much spiritually? Because you are not reading. And I'm not talking, when I say reading, I'm not talking about the few scriptures that we read just for our, our quiet time. That one cross, I'm don't do. Two or three verses. Some days you should just be there and open and start to read. And the reason why you are not doing it is because it's very difficult to hold the phone for hours. Read it. Your battery crying after one hour. <laughs> Apart from that, as you are reading, then the WhatsApps will be you know showing at the top there like that. They say, Let me just see this one. Let me just see this one. As you open that, that's it. The Bible is coming back to church. The Bible is coming back to church. Next week, I want to see Bibles in the church. Hey, you are very quiet again. But you see, it is very important. You may think it's nothing. I remember that I was a student somewhere, and there was a preacher where I was. The word of God was not succulent. It was there, but it wasn't 
So we're hungry as believers who had come from Ghana where we get good spiritual food. We were hungry spiritually. And one of the people who blessed us, he, they, he used to ship out free cassettes, free videos, free cassettes to anybody. If you write and say, I'm from Ghana, but I'm in this particular place, they will send it to you. And I remember he would start by saying, everybody hold your Bible. And recently I wondered that what would we have said today? They say, hold your Bible at the beginning. He says, you, he lifts it up and he says, this is my Bible. It is, it what? It has what, it is what, I am what it says I am. I have what it says I have. So I can do what it says I will do. Today, I will be taught the word of God. I will never be the same. Never, 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 I will never be the same in Jesus' name. This was his confession. And every time I listened to him, I remember that I loved it and I confessed it. Today, I can say of the truth that that confession has come to pass in my life. That I am what it says I am. I have what it says I have. I can do what it says I can do. You ask me, can you say something? Better find your Bible and bring it to church. Amen. I said, go and find what? If you don't have one, go and look for one to buy. They are in town. You can get it at any price from Kungun to Kankrain. Find one. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. And it is this Bible that talks to us about Galatians 6 6. Next week, Sunday is Galatians 6 6 Sunday. In this church, we honor our prophet. Hallelujah. Amen. Galatians chapter 6 and verse 6. And it says, Those who are taught the word of God, I'm reading the NLT version so you understand it, should provide for their teachers, sharing all good things with them. It goes on to say in verse 7, don't be misled. You cannot mock the justice of God. You will always harvest what you plant. So it seems to say that as you plant that seed in the life of our prophet, you harvest what you planted. So if you like, plant nothing. It's not by force. Don't use it as a reason not to be in church. It's not by force. If you don't plant, it's to say that they're not reaping your, your problem. Amen. Are you there? But we try to set this Sunday aside to honor him because we can see that honor has left the world. And we take the time to teach about honor so that honor will be restored in every area that it must be restored. Romans chapter 13 and verse 7 has been our key scripture just where we begin to launch from. Render therefore to all their dues, tribute to whom tribute is due, custom to whom custom, fear to whom fear, honor to whom honor. Now the NLT says give to everyone what you owe them. Pay your taxes and government fees to those who collect them and give respect and honor to those who are in authority. Are you understanding it? Now who are these people who are in authority? And I gave you just three categories. Doesn't mean it's the only three but it just shows you the levels of authority that God has established. It says in Proverbs 3 9, honor the Lord with thy substance and with the first fruits of all than increase. I've already quoted Ephesians 6 to you where it says honor thy father and thy mother and 1 Timothy 5 17 it says let the elders that rule well be counted worthy of not just honor but double honor especially they who labor in the word and doctrine. Hallelujah. So we have been on this for several weeks and I hope that something is changing in you. May it be that when you go to your office, when you go to your school your classroom that you will be the one who say please here i don't 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 dishonor for me to hear yes i'm not part of this i'm not part i'm not part hallelujah and and you will see that god will bless you 
In Malachi chapter 1 and verse 6, it says, A son honoreth his father, and a servant his master. If then I be a father, where is my honor? Hallelujah. So we can see that honor is something that must be given. Today we're going to be going a little deeper because next week is our uh, Galatians 6, 6 Sunday. I want you to do your best. Amen. You're going to give an honorable gift and we'll put it all together and we'll send it to our father. Are you there? Hey, Pastor me, I don't have... You have something. Just... Just just find a way. God knows your heart and knows where you are standing. Put it together. Amen. I began to share with you on you and your prophet. I did that, I mean, two weeks ago and last week, and I'm continuing on it today. And I'm just doing a very quick, you know, brush through in case you missed a part. I shared with you that one of the people who you must honor is your prophet. So we're not saying he's the only person in the world that you honor, but this is one of the people, your prophet. Hallelujah. And we, we learn from Jesus himself that prophets are to be honored. Because when in Mark, Mark chapter 6, the people dishonored him, Jesus taught us and said, a prophet is not without honor except where he comes from. So in other words, a prophet must have honor. Amen? We went on to say that your prophet is the man of God through whom the Lord brings you in and take, I mean, brings you out and takes you in. Hallelujah. Are you there? Then we talked about a prophet who can cause the rise and fall of people. I gave you biblical examples. Please, if you missed it, there's a podcast you can go and listen to. Then I shared with you that there are different kinds of prophets who work in different ways. And I said that you must locate and recognize your prophet. You see, because if they worked in the same way, you'd be able to say that when they look like this, their hair is green, they wear a what? A... <laughs> They wear a lion suit, they wear leather shoes, then you know. But there's no such prescription. So you need to understand it. I shared with you last week that they operate in different ways. Even the way they do their things is different. And I took my time to walk you through the Bible. We picked some three or four examples. And you can see somebody like Moses, he was a writer. Somebody like Agabus, he only brought bad news. At least as far as the Bible is concerned. I didn't see any good news brought by Agabus. Everything he said was some way. And he only said it or demonstrated it. Hey, are you there? Yeah, you see. But Moses, he established a nation. He wrote the first five books in the Bible. At the time, they were just books. Are you there? He did so many things. He was the founder of the nation of Israel. We looked at Jesus. And I said to you that Jesus came and he was just preaching, teaching, healing. So he didn't go, you see, Moses went into extensive detail how to worship God. Jesus didn't give the the church any directions. The directions we follow for church, it came as he left and his disciples now led the first church. That's where we see what we're supposed to do. But Jesus didn't say much about a lot of things. He rather established, it was preaching, teaching, healing, cross, and he was gone. (laughs) Are you there? I said, we know Paul as an apostle, but the Bible called him a prophet. And we see him, his being a prophet, it was something that the abundance of his revelations shows you that he was a prophet. Hallelujah. And I shared with you to end last week that the Lord, is, he still has prophets today. He still has prophets. That's why you shouldn't fall into a certain hole. Some of you, you just open uh, um, something, you start to talk. But sometimes you shouldn't do that. You just open your TV and then you start to criticize. This man, what's he about? What's he, you see, you are not God. 
They are not God. Whatever that is, it's not your church. So just move on, move on. Turn the channel. Take turn, turn to your neighbor and say, that's why the channel is more than one. More than one. So change your channel. Change it, change it. Amen. Change the channel. Hallelujah. Are you with me? Are you understanding what I'm sharing with you? Change the channel. Yeah. So, we share, shared with you that. So, we also have a prophet. We also have a prophet. Amen. We also have a prophet. Somebody who speaks. And when he speaks, he brings us out and he brings us in. Are you here? He brings us out and he brings us in. Somebody, he too has written a lot of books. I'm just saying, it has a way of being. And I shared with you last week that when you have a certain picture, your own picture of how a prophet must be, that's when you fall down because God may not go by your picture. Yeah. He may not go by your picture. But we can show you. The Bible says, how do you know that a prophet is real? It says, when he says things and they come to pass. My husband and I, we started ministry in Tamale. And when we got there, that was the first lighthouse that was started in the northern part of Ghana. One day we came to uh, Accra. We used to gather every year and we'll come. Some of you, you have never gone to a camp. You have never gone to give thyself holy. You have never gone anywhere. You have done yourself. But one day, <laughs> one day we went for a camp. I thought, um, um, it was a homecoming. In those days, we used to gather once a year from everywhere in Accra. Nowadays, we don't try it because we are too many. We are too many. It will become a problem. How to... <laughs> Are you there? Even before COVID, it was a problem. But at that, in those days, we could still gather. And I remember that we were given an opportunity to meet with Bishop, and we went to his office, and we, he fed us, and we were happy. We were sitting around. So when it was time to chat, he came to chat with us, and then he said, hey, so you people, you are in Tamale, and truly, you don't like a crying. All of us, we chorus, no, we don't. He said that he hears that when we come to Accra, no, we are in a hurry to go back. We just come the day. We said, yes, that is how it is. Now, when we come, you see, you are sitting here like, eh. No, but it's true. If you are going to Accra, you will count. One day for this business, another day for this, another day for that, then, bah, we're out. So, we finished our conversation and then we went back home. A few days afterwards, Reverend Kweku Atiemo, who today is Bishop Kweku, he called my husband and I said, ah, I have found something. He said, do you remember Bishop's comments when we visited him saying that, no, we are in a hurry to go back? He said, I have seen where it was from. Do you, know what, do you want to know where it was from? Do you really want to know where it was from? There was a videotape of Bishop Dag visiting the Tamale church. And he had come to visit us and he was pouring oil. It was our first meeting on our land. We hadn't built anything. And he was pouring oil. And as he poured the oil, he was prophesying. His prayer, he began to say some things. He talked about, you know, the church being established. And then he, he began to say, and let your people be at home here. And when they come to Accra, may they not be in a hurry to come back. That wherever they go, they'll be in a hurry to come back. The prophet had spoken several years down the line. Till today. Till today. It is like that. Till today. Till today. One of the ways that the Tamale church grew, people would come for national service and then they would just, I'm coming to church while I am in national service. Before they are away, I'm not going again. I want to work. I want to work. Before you are aware, they have married. That's how Lady Reverend Humi got a husband. Uh, sorry, that's. 
But what I'm just sharing this example to you to say that it was the words of a prophet spoken because at that time people didn't want to go to Tamale. And those who went there could were only calculating how to get out of there and how to change the posting. But we there, we wanted to be there. And we stayed there. And we added to our number there. And we prospered there. And we ma- people married and they born children. At the word of who? A prophet. I said, at the word of who? A prophet. And so some of you who are in Kumasi with your half leg on the Kumasi road, please bring your leg inside eh? <laughs> Bring your leg inside. You will prosper in Kumasi. Forget Accra. You will prosper here. Hallelujah. And Pastor Hwan, he said, I say what my father says. That's all. So I was sharing with you yet last week. I came to the end of my sermon. I said that that is our prophet. And he's spoken so many things that have been a blessing to us. Amen. And we can see that he's a prophet. So today I'm asking the question, he's our prophet. So what should we do with him? What should we do with him? Ask your neighbor, what should we do with him? I mean, he's our prophet. So I mean, how is that important to me? You see, human beings, we are essentially selfish. If we don't know how something benefits us, we don't do it. Yeah, yeah. And God knows that as a human being, he has made. So what should we do with him? Number one, receive him. Receive him. John chapter 13 and verse 20. Jesus was the one who taught us these words. Verily, verily, I say unto you, he that receiveth whomsoever I send, receiveth me. And he that receiveth me, receiveth him that sent me. Are you seeing it? Jesus was the one establishing this principle. Keep my scripture there, please. He was establishing a principle that is true today. And even in the secular world, it is still true. If you have a program in your, in your um, let's say at your job, and you invite the president and he doesn't come, but he sends somebody, how do you treat that person he sent? As if, I can't hear you. Yes, as if it's the president who's coming. Everything that you have planned for the president, you, 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 you accord it to that person. And so that person knows that I have been received and will go back and say that when you sent me, they received me like this, they did this, 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 and the president will feel that his person was received, so he too, he has been received. So it's a, it's a principle, and Jesus was giving us the basis of that principle. But he goes further to say, he that receiveth whosoever I send, receiveth me. And he that receiveth me, receiveth him that sent me. Who is who? Who sent Jesus? So when you don't receive two, oh, that one, you can't say it well, you see. <laughs> yeah. When you don't receive the person, what happens is that you have also rejected God. And that is why for many who did this rejection, there's a leanness of soul. They didn't prosper. They didn't do well. They didn't receive the prophet that God had given to them. By the grace of God, we are correcting it. And one of those corrections is the Galatians 6, 6 Sunday. Amen. Hey, are you here? Because the Lord sent us a prophet. So as we receive him as our prophet, Jesus is a hand. You have received my person well. Then you have received me well. You have received the Father as well. And that's when you see that you begin to do well. Hallelujah. Are you there? Accept him. Accept him. Amen. How do you accept somebody? You accept the person's person. Accept his person. 
accept his person. Some of you, the issue is that the man is, is, is fair colored. Uh-huh. Oh, it is true. In your mind, it's like half cast, there are some way. I don't know why you are saying that. Because white, there are some way. Half cast, there are some way. Black, too, there are some way. Everybody is some way. Look, tell your neighbor one of your some way nurses. I said, tell your neighbor one of Otherwise, I'll stand here and I'll start talking. I'll start talking because some of you, I know you well. Some of you, you overeat. Some, you oversleep. Some, you cannot wake up to pray. Some of you, anything is scared, you are chasing it. Hey! Some of you, anything in trousers, you are chasing it. Hey! Some of you, any guy that comes, you say yes. Some of you, you are in the church, but you are thieves. Pastor, don't say that. Okay, if I shouldn't say, leave your phone on the chair. Just leave it on the chair. Have you seen that you cannot? <laughs> mm. <laughs> I said, have you seen that you cannot? Yeah. <laughs> Accept the person. Amen? Accept how he looks because there are people who have missed their blessing because they felt that the person's scent was too young, too young looking, too short. It's a girl. I remember a certain old man. He was not well. He was in the hospital. Lady Reverend Humi had just qualified as a nurse. And she's one of the best when it comes to setting a line. For the, yeah. So even in the hospital, she's known like that. If the thing starts, call her. She'll just come. Pa, she's in the vein. When she was the old man said, I should send him a nurse. That is the child. <laughs> Are you there? He doesn't know that by not accepting, he can easily die. Because the person has been called there for a purpose. And there are people you are not thriving because you have not received. How do I know you have not received? You have not received him. How do I know you haven't received him? When we come and we stand, we say we are going for a camp. You don't go, Sam. You have an excuse. <laughs> um, Pastor, you see, but my work, please don't start. You go to every funeral you are able to go to. You are able to take time off that same work and go. I don't have money, but you are able to travel. Not only travel to the funeral, you even buy cloth. Cloth, you change the cloth. Cloth by cloth, every funeral, you change the cloth and you go. It's not with the candle, that uh, thing they were doing here. That's your life. Mm. Every month ending, co- 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 co. you have taught your child. I'm talking to somebody in the church. But the reason why you have not gone is that you have not received the man as your prophet. If you had received him, every single opportunity you have to go and have a little bit and get a little, you would have gone. So don't give me your excuse. It's not that we, are, we don't work. When I was working, people thought I was full-time. Yes. Yes. You wake up, you have done your leave, your leave coincides with your festival in your village, all kinds of funny things. Then when I wake up, my leave coincides with give thyself holy or ISI as it was at the time, homecoming, this, that, yeah, that's what it was. You, you don't want to go. Oh, you see, it's the money I don't have. No, it is the desire you don't have because when you have the desire, what do you do? Yeah. The Bible says, whatsoever things you desire when you pray. So it's desire you don't have. Even before Basin was known well in the church, I, I woke up one day, I said, ah, all these young children who I have, I want to take them to Bishop Dad. From Tamale, 
I took 70 children. I started raising money, raising money. When the money was tight, I called. I said, I want to bring this. Oh, suddenly something, something, something. We all went. Yes, not only did we go, we went to the meeting. From the meeting, I took them to the beach. Come and see some people who were seeing the beach for the first time. <laughs> I don't know why you are shocked. People who have grown up in, Tam- in Kumasi, where is the beach? Humbling yourself. <laughs> it depends on where you, where you, you know, when you arrive on earth, where you land. Yeah, but we had a good time. And we came back. Out of what? Desire. And you just yourself that you move. You said what? Then, when he came to Kumasi, you didn't come. When he said, okay, let's do virtual. That one to you didn't come. So that's why I'm putting it to you that it is your receiving. You have not received the person as a prophet. You have received him as a good pastor. That, oh, he's the one who has started the church. We thank you. Thank you very much for starting the church, but we don't need you anymore. It's your loss. The one that he has on podcast, that you just have to press something, download it and listen. Cry, you that one cry, you are not listening to it. All available for free, for free. You are not paying anything except the data that you use to and it is from the top to the bottom. If I come right now and I start to ask these leaders, open and let me see the catalog that you have showing Poimanu, showing Bosco, showing Yugolizo, uh, showing you see the, 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 the people are trying to look for somewhere to pass. It's because you have not received the person as a prophet. If you had, knowing what a prophet does in your life. You won't escape one, 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 one means. The church has become very quiet. Understand? But this brass thing that you are, allow me to blast you into receiving your prophet. Yeah. Yeah. Allow me to blast you into receiving your prophet. Oh, but you see, mommy, you are there. It is wisdom you don't have. It's like coming to a house. When you come to the house, the father of the house is there. Then you tell the child that, oh, it's your company I want. Meanwhile, when you see the father, so many things are, are, are more possible. You want to go on a, a certain kind of drive. It's the father who organizes it, not that child. We are about children. Right? Hey. Allow me to say, if I don't say, who will say? This church we receive and we honor from today. When you hear Bishop that, right after the service, at one o'clock, we have unity service. We are watching Everybody's supposed to, oh, we are going home to watch. You don't what? Tell me I'm lying. Those who are serious about it, stay because they know when they go home, they won't watch. By you, you go home. And when you go home, you don't watch. Hmm. Oh, we have come to church. It's enough. What blessing do you receive that is enough? Somebody has given you 100 Ghana cities. The person is holding 200. Will you say it's enough after all? He's giving you 100. Ha! You collect it one time. If I tell neighbor, test me and see. Test me and see. You just say, test me and see if you give me 10. And then you ask her, test me and see when I say, since you have given me 10, the other 10 I won't collect. Ah! Come on. It is because you have not understood that it is your prophet speaking. If you had, you wouldn't be in the debt that you are in. And if you were in the debt by this time, you had been out on dry ground. Oh, I'm very serious about what I'm saying. 
Yeah. Receive the man. Receive him as your prophet. Your personal prophet. When I'm listening to him, I don't listen to him for you. I listen to him for me. He is my prophet. Hey. He is speaking to me. He's talking to me. The church has become so quiet, it's nice. Yeah. Here you are, young person. You are now starting your life. You don't know whether you should go left or you should go right. You won't listen to a word that will help you. Hey. Say your neighbor what? Hey. Hmm. It's very hard to even leave the point receive him because when you haven't received, I don't even know why we are continuing on the talking. Hmm. Number two. When you have received your prophet, point number two, believe him. Receive him and believe him. John 1.12, Jesus taught us something because Jesus came as a prophet. And he said, but as this, it says of him, but as many as received him, to them gave he power to become the sons of God, even to them that believed on his name. You see, it was the believing in Jesus that began to do certain things. Are you here? Because I have received the prophet God has given to me, because I have received him, and I am believing what he says. That is what has given me a certain power as I preach. That is what has given me a certain power that extends outside of my church. Yes. That is what has given me a certain recognition outside of my church. Inside my church, they say, you know me, I'm here every Sunday. But outside my church, I mean, but it is from, ah, okay, Lord, you've shown my prophet something. He has shown it to me. I've received him first as a person. Now what he's saying, I believe it. If I did not believe it, I would not be here. If I did not believe it, I would not relinquish my three sons into his hands. If I didn't believe it, I believe that they would do well because he said they would do well. And as he's guiding them, I see them prospering and doing well. Yeah. I see them prospering and doing well. Hey, you are quiet again. <laughs> And so I ain't saying that your prophet is God. If I knew who you were today, I would have drowned you in the polytank outside. Ah! What would have happened with the children of Israel if they had not received Moses as their prophet? They would have been in Egypt up till now. And some never came out of the wilderness because they didn't receive Moses and others didn't come out because they received him but they didn't believe him. Are you there? You see, when you get older, your mind becomes some way because of the things you have seen, unless you subject it to the word of God. Yes. Your mind becomes some way because of what you have seen. Not even necessarily what you have experienced, but what you have seen. If you follow what you have seen, when you come to a wedding and the people are saying, I certainly will. I said, we are like, oh, yeah, Tiabre, they are lying. You don't know that that thing they say, don't know, don't know. It's not don't know, it's you don't know. <laughs> That's why we don't allow people to say it in this church. 
It says you don't know the thing that is waiting for you. Smell pepe. <laughs> so if you leave it to yourself, you will become a faithless person. Yes. But you must keep yourself young by receiving and believing. Believe the word of God. Hallelujah. I said, believe what? So when your prophet speaks the word of God, you believe it. When he says 190 nations, I believe it. I believe because I was there when the church was in one nation. And I was there when it was in two nations. And I'm there as it has reached 90 nations. I know for sure that 190, it will work. But you are there like, ah, papa, how? How possible? How possible? I was there when healing Jesus' crusade was a crusade in the southern part of Ghana. And I remember it coming up to the northern part of Ghana and moving around. And I remember when he said, we'll go outside Ghana. I was like, hey, how shall such things be from Ghana? It has been and we have seen it. We have seen it with our eye. And so I'm saying that what has been said, believe it. Hallelujah. And so if you receive your prophet and you believe your prophet, then the last thing to do is to honor him. Hallelujah. Honor him. And today I'm just going to give you a few ways in which you can honor. My time is already up. Yeah, some of you come so late. It is not working for us at all. Your lateness is not good. How to honor? How to honor? Because some of you with that mind, you are like, yeah, so is that only money that we used to honor a person? It's not only money. My money is one of them. Number one, honor by thinking properly about the person. Honor by thinking properly about the person. In Mark chapter 6 and verse 2 and 3, when Jesus was uh, talking to the people, at first they were impressed. Verse 2 says that they were astonished and they were saying, From whence has this man these things? And what wisdom is this which is given unto him, that even such mighty works are wrought in his hands? Then the change came. It's not this the carpenter, the son of Mary, the, and <laughs> the brother of James and Joseph and Judah and Simon, and are not his sisters here with us, and they were offended at him. So they are thinking about him, the way they thought about him. That was, and this is where Jesus now answered and said, A prophet. It's not without honor except in his own home. Are you there? So what does it mean to dishonor somebody? It means you accuse the person, you blame the person, you denounce the person, you disgrace the person, you humiliate the person, you disrespect the person, or you condemn the person. So they were speaking in a certain way. Ah, this man who was just holding, he, this pope is crying, he made it. He says he's what to be. Uh-huh. It is on it. So when you think about somebody correctly, and in this church, if you are my church member, I'm saying to you that in this church we have a prophet. His name is Bishop Dag. Receive him. Are you there? Think properly about him. If you just say, oh, he's a good man, it will not do much for you. Yeah. Number two, you honor somebody by adapting to the person. You adapt to the person. And some of you will do well to understand this point. You adapt. What does it mean to adapt to the person? You honor the person by accommodating him. You adjust to him. 
Are you there? You just do your things as the person, I mean, requires them to be. I'm going to give you homework to go and do. Go and read about Vashti in Esther chapter 1 and 2. Amen? You'll see a wife who didn't adapt herself to her husband. She didn't honor him. He called her. He said, send people. Meanwhile, not one person. It even shows you a little bit. You know when they send a lot of people for you, it gives the things from start to skakra. So I won't come. She didn't come. So she did not honor her husband. Another example, somebody who adjusted himself was um, um, Joseph. When he was called by Pharaoh, he had been in prison for a long time. And if he had come out looking like a prisoner, he would not have sinned because that was what he was. But the Bible says that he stopped and he cleaned up, shaved himself, you know, so it was to honor Pharaoh. But I'm going in the presence of a big man, a great man. I can't just come like that. Amen. And some of you, when you are coming to church, you just come like that. And Pastor, you say, it's not that I don't have. You are not naked. But what you have, the washed one, the clean one, the iron, it's like that's the honor that you can do, God. As I'm coming to your house, the best of what I have is what I have brought. Hallelujah. Oh, are you with me? The best of what you have is what you have brought. And then we even see in the book of Daniel, he and his friends, they honored the king of the time. The king changed their names. Amen? And they honored him to the extent that you don't know their real names. It's only Daniel you know his real name. You want to know their real names. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, their real names. Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah. You see, we don't know those names. They accepted the names that had been given to them. So much so that we know them as Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. It's only Daniel we know as Daniel. He was called Belteshazzar. And even that, it appears in the, when they're calling him, it, it says they called him Belteshazzar. Hallelujah. So you accept it because that you are honoring the person. What the person wants is what you do. Amen. Hey, you are quiet, oh. Yeah. Some of you, it's like, I've made my plan. I'm doing my something. You see? It's not right. Just this week, I started to announce a conference. I said, we're having our first conference, second, 20th to 23rd. As I was coming to church, somebody told me, MOTL for First Love, that's Mountain of the Lost Camp, has been placed on those dates. Immediately, I was told, I'm not in First Love. But I don't have a conference when my father is having a conference. I started to negotiate my different dates. Immediately. No, I don't need someone to tell me. I don't need someone to tell me. I don't know if my father is preaching. Then I must make myself available to listen. And allow other people also to listen. So we cannot. But you. We were here on Friday. Where were you? Where were you? Some of you even had your center service on Friday. Common sense didn't tell you that you should change it. Mm. It's true. You don't even know the, the normal thing that you should do. <laughs> hey. It's like me, this is when I have my meeting, so I'm having it. That's why the thing that you are doing is kitwa like that. There's no, there's the, if you don't want it to be some small something like that. Hey, let us finish. Honor somebody by paying attention to his words, and you cannot pay attention to words that you do not hear. And that's why you must make yourself available to hear the words. And now it is on, on um, I mean, soft whatever. Oh. Hmm. Are you there? 
Yeah. You are paying attention to a person's words by obeying the person. So when a father says, lock the door at 10, you lock it at 10. You don't start to discuss and argue and answer again. The next one. Honor somebody by acknowledging the person. Amen. By acknowledging the person. There are some people where they learnt what they know that is helping them. They never say it. This church, it is my mission that when you enter, you will know whose church it is. Yeah. You think that the communion that we do is because we are copying somebody. We started long before people were doing it. Yeah. Because at that time, we used to have a service. And when we have first-timers, it is when they gather first-timers outside. Then they'll say, oh, this is Bishop Dark's church. And they'll introduce it. And this is the local pastor. Then I said, ah, some first-timers never go there. So if you come to this church, you need to know whose church it is. And that was when I introduced the communion. So that as you are here, even if you don't attend anything, and you don't go anywhere, you see who the father of the church is. Yeah. Very, very important. To acknowledge him so that the person is not strange to you. You have seen his face. Ah, I heard him. Ah. Hey. Hi there. Number six. Number five. This is the last point for today. Honor the person with your substance. Honor with your substance. Hey. <laughs> Honor with your substance. How? Number one, you can give him something he doesn't really need. I'll explain. You can give him a gift that you are giving for the sake of honor. Are you there for the sake of honor? Please, it doesn't mean that you should go and buy blue honor and boxer shorts. It's not an honor. But sometimes the person doesn't need something. But it's an honor for the person to have it. I remember he gave an example in his book, Those Who Honor You, and he said that one day somebody came and said, I know that you don't need a car, but I'm giving you these two cars because I know that by all means, somebody needs it in their ministry. He said, oh, thank you very much. So it was given. He said, I, I have benefited from your ministry. I want to give you something. What I have are these cars. So I know that you will not ride it, but this is, you know. And immediately, some people in the ministry were blessed. You see, but the man of God has been honored. Amen? Wow. Now, you can also give him something that is physical and usable. Something usable. You can give him something that is usable. Amen? If you know him, if you know the person, you may know that the person uses this or that, you bring it. Now, in this church, do you know what he will use? We don't know. But there's one thing we know. Everybody buys petrol. Everybody has bills. Everybody eats. In other words, money there, it will be used. It will be used. Or you don't get it. That's why we gather money. Because you can easily, some of you see your mind, eh? And so in that's the case, why can we not just bring him plantain, and then we can bring him a cassava, and then we can bring him, you see, you are trying to be difficult. Let me just tell you that right now. Because I don't know how I will send your plantain to him. I will even care cost sending it. I don't know how I will send your, uh, your, 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 your yams and your cassava. I don't know how I will send it. So please sell it and bring the money, rather. Yeah, because now it is money. You don't even need to go anywhere. You just need to have a something transfer from here to here. Part is gone. And it lands there with your name. That's why it is money. Do you know what shirt he likes to wear? Oh, I've been watching. I think he likes this kind. You see? 
Uh, Pastor Danny says, you know his body size. Oh, when I look, I can gauge. <laughs> Hallelujah. Are you there? And so, this is the reason why in our Galatians 6, 6, we just say, bring an offering. Bring an offering. When you bring us for money, dear, we know that can't. Tell neighbor, can't. Can't. It will be used. It will be used. Bring it. If you like, write your name behind it. If you don't like, leave it. Are you there? Hey, the church is very quiet again. Hey, I don't have anything. You see, that's why I'm teaching you about it. Next year, too, I will teach it. Yes. And what I'm saying to you is that at the beginning of the year, take an envelope. Put it down. Every, you see, money has a way of, then you just put it in there. Put it in there. Put it in there. By the time it's Galatians 6, 6, it will be an honorable something. Yeah. I've said it before. You didn't do it, but next year do it. Oh, you're not understanding me. Me, I've sent my Galatians 6, 6 already. Oh, cry. Because I was going to already. I knew that I would see him. I just went to where I keep the envelope. I told my husband, we will see him. Let's do it. Yeah. Yeah. And to make sure that you don't eat it, that's why you change it. You see, no matter how hungry you are, if you are holding $50 on the road, it won't buy you food. Uh-huh. So when you change it, the wala, and in fact, when you calculate the loss to change it back, you will leave it as it is. Uh-huh, it will be there. So me too, I went under where I've been. I went and said, how much is there? It will work. Yeah. Then I said, I don't want anybody to come and tell me that, oh, change it into CD so that I will put it into a... No, 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 no. Because it is an honor that you see that I've changed the thing. Then I put it inside. You see, the day that you are ready to give a proper offering, I will send somebody from here to deliver it to him by hand. Yeah. The day is a promise. Nowadays, I'm not sure of you yet. <laughs> but the day I am sure of you, the day I know that you will not disgrace me. Are you there? That day. Ah. Where is Pastor Junior? Pastor Junior, if I send, will you not carry it? Ah! If I send you, Pastor, will you not carry it? If I get two pastors, I say, look, all our, we don't want it to add to anybody's own. We want, I mean, him to see that idea. I say, we love him, and today we have decided to honor him, and this is our honorable offering that we have sent. Oh, they'll carry it, cry. Will you sit there and wait until you meet him? You'll just be there. No, I mean, wait there. When you get there, then you say, yes. And then you wait. Then you go and present. But this year, we're going to do our best. Amen. I said, we're going to do our best. Hallelujah. God knows it's your best. We're going to do our best. I gave out envelopes a few weeks ago. But if you didn't get one, I hope my ashes are up and doing so that they can give you an envelope. You have just a week to go. Try and do your best. Some of you young men, you should decide that my whole salary... I'm just sowing it. Hey, pastor, what will I live on? You will live and you will not die. Those of us who have done before, we are still alive. <laughs> ah, have some people not done some before? Are you not here alive? Is it your corpse we are seeing? Somehow you got through the month by the grace of God. Yeah. Yeah. Father, as we take our envelopes, help us to honor the prophet you have placed over our lives so that it will be well with us. 
Hallelujah. Next week Sunday is Galatians 6, 6 Sunday. And that's when we are going to be. It's a good place to clap. Amen. Please, oh, don't take the envelope and go and write a love letter. They will bounce you. Don't, don't do it. Don't do it. Uh, you write it and then you put your application for your job or your promotion. Hey, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. This one is for honor your prophet. I'm just giving it to you as a point of contact and a point of faith so that as you put it in, you are remembering this thing. I got it. I got it. Uh, application that you are looking for a job and the only envelope there is this one. I replace it. No, no, no. Don't do that. Don't do that. Hallelujah. Have you learned something about honor today? Yeah. We said point number one, you're honoring your prophet by what? Thinking about him properly. Not just as a good man. Not just as he is a gift that Jesus shed that God for you. And Pastor, how can you say that? Oh, you are too troublesome. In Ephesians chapter 4 and verse 11. The Bible says that Jesus gave us gifts. And the gifts were human beings. Apostles, prophets, are you there? Evangelists, pastors, teachers. And I'm saying to you that this is the one he gave us. And honestly, you can see that he in particular, he works in all the callings. But we are talking about honor your prophets. You can see it. So that's what was given to us. And I said, receive him. And now as you receive him, believe him. Turn to your neighbor and say, do you believe now? You see? Some places they start to say, eh, they will they take their money and they will chop their money. Then honestly, if that's your mind, you shouldn't be in this church. Yeah. You can't be here and have such a mind about the person's leading us. You better go somewhere else because you are going to sin and you disturb, you disturb your life. Go somewhere else. But we're here. We have received him. We believe him. When he stands there taking the offering, we, he doesn't need to show us a picture of church for us to know that churches are being built. Do you need to see before you believe? Ah. Hallelujah. Are you with me? What's number three? Point number three. You see, you don't write notes anymore. That's why you are stuck. Hey, backsliding be what? You do what? Please keep it there. Keep it there. You do what? Oh. Ask your neighbor, why don't you write notes? Tell your neighbor, you have become so proud. Eh? I'm so proud. I don't remember nothing. Eh? So if somebody says the truth about you, the person is hurting you. If I say you are short, is it true? And you are short, is it, is it an insult? So if I say you are not writing because you are proud, because proud, if you are not proud, you write notes. <laughs> Pay attention to his words. Number four, you acknowledge the person. Hallelujah. And number five, you honor with your substance. Amen. Somebody, you have to go home and honor your father. Since you started earning a salary, you have not taken one couple there. You said the money is not enough for you. It will not be enough because you have not honored your father who brought, forth, brought you forth. Eh, but you see, my father didn't look his... Did you see the scripture say, honor your father who paid your bills? Is that what the scripture said? Don't start. Don't start. Hey, but my father, I didn't do right. Who has asked you to correct him? Leave him for God. You, you are doing what you want to do to survive. Hey, it's not, we are not here about correcting. <laughs> Amen. Hey, the church has become quiet again. You'll be very surprised that when you go to honor, you'll be surprised at what will happen. Yeah. I remember preaching this message many years ago. There was a young man. 
a carpenter who was our church member. And he decided that he was going to honor his father. He said, since he started working and earning money, he had never taken one city to his father. And it was one of these tough relationships where father and son don't G. So he got up and he took uh, transport and he went all the way to where his father was in some village. An old cocoa farmer hardened like something. He said when he went, his father was in his usual chair. And he got went inside and he knelt down and he said, Daddy, I came to say I am sorry. Because he, too, he had insulted his father over the years. He said, I'm sorry for the things that I have said. And I realized that since I started, and I have never brought you anything. So please, here is my pay. He had done some work in church and he brought it. He said to his shock, this is old, hardened, they're hard though. I don't know that they're hard. He said, hey, his father started to cry. Yes, yes. Said, my son, I'm the one who has wronged you in this Ghana. This story I'm telling you is not a story from somewhere. <laughs> yeah. It was the way that God restored that relationship. Who knows? That guy just went to restore, you know, he was doing it in obedience to scripture. But he benefited more than that. Somebody, that's your story. You need to do it. Amen. But next week, we are honoring our prophets and we are going to do our best. Tell your neighbor, I'm going to do my best. Yeah, I'm going to do my best. Hallelujah. As we do our best, the Lord will bless us. And next year, you are going to start from January. Putting something, putting something, putting something, putting, 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 putting like that. And by, 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 because we do it the first Sunday of every October. Amen. So bear it in mind, when you put your birthday down on your calendar, put Galatians 6, 6 also. The first Sunday and God will help us. Stand to your feet and let us pray. I want you to bow down your head. And if there's anybody in your life you should have honored that you have not honored. And you have not been honoring. Wife, when he says A, you say B. When he says C, you say D. You are not honoring. You better repent of it now where you are. Talk to the Lord about it. Son, daughter, you, you have not been honoring. Worker to your boss, you've not been honoring. Just repent of it right now. And I believe as a church, we need to repent for not receiving the prophet that God has given to us as our prophet. But you want to say, Lord, today we receive this prophet. We receive him. Thank you for giving us this prophet. We receive him and we believe him. And we acknowledge him. We will do what we must do. So help us, God. Just pray for a couple of minutes. Two minutes. Yeah, that's 
when I call. every head is bowed and every eye is closed this morning I want to invite you to give your life to Jesus you have a father he knows your name but do you know his he's calling you his own he's calling you this morning and so if you are here you are in church maybe you have always even been coming to church but you have not given your life to Jesus you need to do it now so as every head is bowed, every eye is closed, as we all think about our own situation, you are here, you know you have not given your life to Jesus, but you want to do so. I want to see your right hand lifted up. I want to see your right hand lifted up as a sign. God bless you. I want to see your hand lifted up. I want to see your hand lifted up as a sign. Somebody, you refuse to put your hand up, but you know that you are inside. I want you to lift up that hand this afternoon. I want you to lift it up. I want you to lift it up. If you are not sure that Jesus has written your name in his book, lift up that hand. If your hand is up, just come to the front. I want to pray with you. Just come. I want to pray with you. All the children don't need to come. Just a few. Those who you know mean it, just come. Just come. Just come. God bless you as you come. God bless you as you come. Just come. We're going to pray together. Just come. My he sees each tear. He sees each tear. heart is beating where you are standing Jesus is calling he's waiting for you he just step out and come want to pray this prayer after me you want to say Lord Jesus I come to you today as a sinner 
please wash me in the blood of Jesus. Cleanse me from my sins. Please write my name in the book of life. Lord Jesus, from today, you are my Savior and you are my Lord. I thank you for saving me. In Jesus' name, amen. We believe that you have been blessed by this message. For more information, you can follow us on Facebook, Fountain of Life Cathedral, and on Instagram and Twitter at F-O-L-C-I-D-S-E. God richly bless you.